this is the Ronin Rabbit Podcast, a Yusagi Ujimbo fan podcast. I'm your host, Ed Moore. I get together every fortnight or so to talk about the uh, comings and goings of Usagi Ujimbo, having started at his initial appearances. And now today we're talking about uh, the return of the Blind Swords Pig, the story from Usagi Ujimbo, Volume 1, Issue 9, dated July 1988 from Fantagraphic Books. The uh, main characters in this episode are, of course, Mayumoto Usagi, our uh, protagonist, Spot, his faithful Tokagi sidekick, and the return of Zato Ino, the blind swords pig. So our story opens with uh, Zatu walking along, singing a song by the looks of it. Uh, the words are rather uh, lilty, I would describe them, in the panel. Zatu passes a, uh, a sign indicating he is wanted, a wanted bandit. He passes a, a field where the peasants are fertilizing and comments how nasty it smells and thus how much he does not like this time of year. Um, I guess we can assume that it's probably spring, uh, the beginning of the planting season when they're fertilizing things. Then in a nice two-page spread, we have the uh, title of the story and a Usagi Ojimbo tag. Uh, the two pages themselves show a scene of uh, inside a forest with Zato and six bandits waiting around various trees to jump out at him, uh, watching him a little bit more than you would normally for somebody who was sighted. And over here on the corner, we see Spot, who is taken aback and very much concerned about Zato about the scene, both perhaps. Suddenly he runs from wherever he was, a little farther in the forest, not necessarily behind a tree, uh, Spot does, and he's uh, squeaking at Zato, trying to warn him off, and then all of a sudden Zato sniffs and uh, tells everyone that they can come out from behind the trees, he knows they're there. And the lead bandit gives the order, and they all rush out at Zato to try to subdue him. Um, Perhaps because they don't like him and and see him as an adversary, uh, perhaps to collect a reward that's on him. Uh, Either way, Zato quickly dispatches them. He sniffs and indicates, uh, you know, he got four, no wait, five, uh, five, no wait, six of them, uh, so he can tell six separate scents, and he thanks Spot, indicating that uh, he would have been caught completely unawares had Spot not come out squeaking, barking, whatever you want to call it, warning him, basically. Uh, He uh, pets Spot, and Zato does, and talks to him, invites him to come along with him on his travels, but Spot kind of objects and then runs away leaving Zato to exclaim, you know, well, he didn't want him with him, good riddance and everything like that, to ease the fact that here he had extended his hand and had been rebuffed by this by this lizard. We cut next to 
uh, scene of Usagi outside an inn uh, being given some probably hot tea here by the keeper. Spot runs up and Usagi takes that as a an indication that Spot wants to leave. And so he and Spot continue on their journey and uh, soon behind them we see uh, Zato come upon the same inn sniffing and telling us what the innkeeper is cooking and then finally ordering lunch and tea for himself. And as he's sitting there drinking, he's drinking and sniffing and he picks out uh, the smell of Usagi somewhere, having been on the bench or in the area or whatever it may be. And remembers, of course, that Usagi was the one that uh, disfigured him by cutting off his nose, leaving him blind, in essence, because he couldn't smell. He quickly asks the innkeeper where the ronin rabbit went. And the um, innkeeper points, and then realizing what he did, uh, verbally tells him which direction. And Zato continues on his way. Cut back to Usagi now and Spot, who have come upon a uh, an old abandoned temple down the road that he had told Usagi was a good place to uh, overnight. And so they have gotten here and Usagi makes ready for bed. Spot decides to go out and run around as a as a, a almost a guard animal. But doesn't necessarily do a very good job because Zato does come upon Usagi, but Usagi uh, hears the noise outside. And they exchange some barbs back and forth. Zato, sensing that there is a lit candle, he cuts and extinguishes the candle, uh, plunging the inside of the abandoned temple into darkness, even, evening the odds between he and Usagi, supposedly, saying that now Usagi cannot see as he cannot see, but of course Zato has his nose that he sees with. So he uh, puts things more into his favor than Usagi's because of the darkness. So they start to fight, and do a, Usagi's doing a pretty good job of it. And then in a, on one page we have a 16-panel sequence here of fighting and parrying by both men. Uh, Usagi does sustain a, a cut on his left cheek, we see, so uh, even in his superiority, uh, this is a, an image of a, a, a moment's weakness that, you know, even the best can have, showing that Usagi is vulnerable as well. Next page, uh, there's a panel two-thirds of the page where Zato and Usagi attack and parry. We see the paths of their swords. We see uh, verbal cues as to intersectings of the, the paths with the swords. and Just a, a nice kinetic uh, black and white image of these two fighting. Finally, Zato does get somewhat of a, a drop on Usagi and kicks him across the room. Uh, Usagi dropping his sword. At that time, Spot finally comes back and postures between Usagi and Zato to warn Zato that, of course, Usagi is, is 
part of his pack and he'll he'll attack to defend his his people Zato recognizes the uh, the Tokagi and basically says well um, this lizard saved my life so I will repay that debt by giving him your life by sparing your life so you two enjoy yourself I'll uh, I'll let you live Usagi and, and head on my journeys next time we meet I won't be so forgiving and as he leaves Spot kind of whimpers uh, sorry to see him go Usagi hears this and tells Spot that basically his place now is with Zato that Usagi's um, travels don't seem suited for Spot that he probably would be better off with Zato and he kind of shoes him out after Zato Spot uh, runs up to him and kind of briefly whimpers about having to leave Usagi but he continues on his travels with Zato Zato resuming the song that he was singing at the beginning of the story when all of this started uh, two-third page panel here nice front view of Usagi the cut still there on his face saying have a good life both of you as he's wishing Zato whom he holds no enmity for and his former pet Tokagi spot good journeys together and he then again uh, shows himself to be the the lone wanderer that he most often is presented as the uh, the only term that Mr. Sakai introduced us to was one that we had seen before and that was the uh, term Tokagi I do want to make a note here about last episode uh, the discussion about the old woman whose son had become the uh, money lender in town and was so evil uh, this was sent to me by Steve Hubble he says hi Ed just a quick note to say that it sounds like you might have missed a key element in the ending to this unusually profound story and he's absolutely right I did which means I completely botched the meaning and the point of that story totally because I misread one word balloon on the next to last page of the of the story uh, so disappointed in myself that I, I did that and I missed it because it completely changed the timbre of the story um, Steve continues after Atsuo's mother announces that she killed her son she says now please Usagi slay me what mother could live after murdering the son she loves Usagi replies I, I cannot she continues please Usagi my spirit is too weak to do it myself please then on down uh, she's singing the lullaby to her dead son all has its season life is a cycle it goes round and round round and round round and round and she stopped mid word and then after that we see Usagi and spot leave her house very despondent and heartbroken now I thought they were leaving because of what had occurred between she and her son but the fact that this word balloon stops mid word indicates that Usagi did indeed kill her as she had asked 
to maintain what honor she had left, completely changing the timbre of the story. Steve finishes, that is when Usagi and Spot leave heartbroken after Usagi has done what she had asked him to do. Thank you, Steve, very much. That completely changes the story, and I apologize in turn for misrepresenting it to anyone that listened. Um, completely changes the story. This this is the, the true ending. I missed that bubble, but now I, I've been corrected. Completely different story to me and hopefully to you. My recommendation for anybody listening would be to go back, reread the entire story, if you missed that as well, paying attention to that and see how that changes the way the story feels. Completely different story. And as Steve indicated, at the time, which this would have been in the later 80s, that kind of story, particularly in comic books, was not something that we we typically saw. Um, death was just not something, and um, uh, an... Uh, an honorable death, but a, a one character dispatching another in that way was definitely not something that was seen very often at all in American comics and in Western stories. Western being this part of the world, not like cowboy Western. So thank you very much for that correction, Steve. I appreciate it. Um, next episode, we will be talking about Usagi Ojimbo, Volume 1, Issue 10, dated July 1987 from Fantagraphic Comics, and the title of that story is Blade of the Gods. That's pretty much all I have this episode for everybody. I definitely want to thank Steve for pointing that out to me. Um, definitely did me a service and hopefully I, I was able to do someone else a service by passing that on if if you folks out there had missed that could be all you guys are a lot brighter than me and caught that the first time around so it's no big deal to you you saw that i missed it and and steve pointed it out to me so i am thankful for that um, any questions or comments that you want to send to me there's a variety of ways you can send it to usagipodcast at gmail.com uh, thereaderfeed.com is where the episodes for the podcast go. You can leave comments attached to the episodes, which is how Steve uh, got in touch with me. The uh, Ronin Rabbit is on Google+. Plus. Um, take a second, if you, if you can afford a second, and leave a review on iTunes for the reader feed for the Usagi show. And want to thank Steve again for allowing me to post notice of the Episodes going up on the Usagi Ojimbo Dojo page on Facebook, which is the um, Usagi slash Dan Sakai official page. So I, I appreciate being allowed to do that and potentially read more people who would be interested in, in going through this journey with me as I'm reading these Usagi stories. That's everything for this episode. Thanks a lot, folks, and hopefully you'll tune in again next time for the... Um, Sword of the Gods story that we're going to talk about. Talk to you then. Bye. The Ronin Rabbit Podcast is a Teal production, and as such, is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution, Non-Commercial, Non-Derivatives, 3.0, Unported License. 